prayer practice. announcement it's more of a wish actually I wish you to attend Nibbana in this retreat <laughs> I'm serious actually I do it every meal actually also I always say me you're generous to be a cause and a condition these are very important words may your generosity be a cause and condition for your awakening I don't know what, what holds you back. <laughs> you have all the teachings. <laughs> I can't figure it out, actually. If it's concentration, then the, if you can't get concentration, then you know the reason why you can't gain concentration is because of intensive sensual pleasures, and then aversion, anger, sleepiness, and dullness, restlessness, and worry and doubt. You can check for yourself. <laughs> and if you cannot, you, can, you are not getting enlightenment, I told you the ten fetters. I posted them there. Cut off the self. <laughs> you are right there. <laughs> One thing I like about Buddha's teaching is that it's very clear. It's all laid up there. You don't have to figure out anything. You just have to practice. It's just amazing. Okay, having practiced for so many months as a yogi, as even a monk, I got to, to meditate. Sometime I come to the forest refuge. Uh, sometime I go to Sri Lanka and do two weeks. Uh, and, and also for me, this has been a wonderful time, actually, spending time six weeks with you here. It's part of my practice also. So, it's really wonderful. <laughs> In case you think that uh, maybe you may not gain enlightenment, I'm going to give you a few uh, kind of consolation ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from Buddha's teaching. He said that... It's better to spend one day mindfulness, practicing mindfulness, than spending 100 years. Joseph mentioned about this. But also in the Dhammapada, we also find more phrases actually pointing to that. It's better to spend one day energetic, applying energy, virya which I told you that actually it has the highest percentage. You remember when I did all the nutrition facts and all that? Number one <laughs> on the top. So uh, it's better to spend one day applying energy, not an energy to lift bells and all these things. Actually, energy to cultivate skillful states of mind and energy to abandon unskillful states of mind. Cemental energy. But also physical energy, of course, is very good to have, but um, I'm talking more about, about mental energy. 
So it's better to have energy for one day than 100 years. So how many years is that? 200. Now there's also another phrase, in the, again, in the Dhammapada, the Buddha say, it's better to spend one day seeing the rising and passing out of your experience than living 100 years. So here you are. You have three more days to go <laughs> or so. <laughs> so you can actually uh, save those three days before the retreat ends for part one and really, really apply mindfulness and energy and wisdom. And those three days are worth it. 300 years. <laughs> if you go to New York and find somebody who is 300 years, <laughs> so you know that actually you have done more work <laughs> than that person who has 300 years. I think for me that's a consolation in case I just feel that I'm not enlightened and all these things. So, okay, I've done the work. I'll try again. <laughs> so that's very important. Before I ask questions, actually, uh, there's something which I found out very interesting here. The question one time, a yogi asked me, how do I know that I'm meditating? I never thought of, of, of this, actually, question. <laughs> Myself, I've never thought of this question, but, you know, teaching is really interesting. People ask questions that you really you say, where did this question come from? So it really makes you think, actually. <laughs> Some one yogi asked me, "How do I know that I'm meditating?" It looks very simple question. Yes. So, I discovered that actually, uh, even the instruction the Buddha gave is actually he gave instruction, let's say, for walking meditation. When you are walking, know that you are walking. But the question comes to me: Do you think all people are outside this? meditation program, do you think they know that they're walking? Let's say you are going to Walmart and then to buy some food. Do you know that you are, go you are walking? I observed that actually most of the time when people are going to shopping and all this, they just think what they're going to buy. Maybe food and all that. They're just planning and shampoo and all this and food. <laughs> Then they don't know that they're walking, actually. And when they come back, they're planning how they're going to cook it and eat and share with friends and all that. They don't know that they're walking, actually. So for me, it was very interesting. Really, the Buddha, Buddha's instruction, when you're walking, know that you're walking. These are basic instructions, but they're very profound, actually. So in case you have some difficulties, walking is boring and you cannot see things, just keep it simple. You are walking, and you know that you are walking. And that knowledge is very special, actually, as I'm going to read here. This is from the commentary to the, to the Satipatthana Sutta. When he, uh, she or he's going, or one is going, one knows I'm going. This is what the commentary says. In this matter of going, readily do even dogs, jackals, and, like, and the like know when they go that they are going. Really, dogs know that they are going also. You know, when you walk with a dog, you know, <laughs> the dog also know that it's going. <laughs> but what's the difference between you who is walking the dog and the dog? What's the knowledge? Uh, the difference in the knowledge. So the, 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 the commentary said that, but this instruction on the modes of deportment, 
was not given concerning similar knowing or awareness. Because knowing of that sort does not shed the belief of self, does not knock the perception of a self, or neither is meditation, nor the development of arousing or mindfulness. So in other words, ordinary people who don't meditate, they don't know every time the intention to go and the material phenomena that moves, that, that move, um, that arise, they don't know that. So they don't know intention, that's part of the mind, and the matter separately. They do not know that successive movements arise due to successive movements of intention. They do not know that there are, there are only two things at a time, successive intentions and successive movements, and none, and none other. They do not see for themselves that successive intentions and successive movements arise and disappear at every moment, section by section, link by link, part by part, and do not reach to the next moment of intention and, and the arising of movement. So this is actually the knowledge ordinary people have, you know. Um, but the knowledge of a meditator is the, really the opposite. This is the knowledge of a meditator. They know every time the intention to go and material phenomena that arise, that move arise. They know intention, that's in the mind, and the matter separately, that's the body. They know that successive movements arise due to successive moments of intention. They know that there's only two things at a time, successive intentions and successive movements, and none, and none other. They see for themselves that, uh, that successive intention and successive movements arise and disappear at every moment, section by section, link by link, part by part, and do not reach to the next moment of intention and the arising of movement. Actually, this statement was made with reference to the knowing, uh, uh, to knowing the answers to the question, who goes? Whose going is it? On what account does one go? These are the three questions. And they're answered like this. Who goes? No self <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Whose going is it? Not the going of any living self, a permanent self. And on, on, one, on what account does, he, does one go? It's because of the diffusion of air element caused by the mind. So for me, this is actually very important uh, in terms of encouraging you to cultivate intentions. As you stand up, be aware of the intention to stand up. Be aware when that intention is arising. Be aware the in, when the intention is passing away. And then you, move, you stand up. And then as you walk, be aware of the intention. So that you can see the momentary arising of the intention and the passing away. So that you have uh, this kind of knowing, not just ordinary knowledge. Yeah, that's low-grade knowledge, basically. And we find this kind of knowledge, actually different knowledge. Some of them they're called uh, perception. Some of them they're called consciousness. Others are a right and uh, full understanding. Others are called understanding in details. These are Pali words, different. Sanya, Vijnana, uh, Parinya, Panya. It's really different levels of knowing. It's really amazing. When you go to Pali language, you find out actually these are different levels of knowing. 
in English they don't really sound the bell. It's very difficult to understand, but really this is knowing from moment to moment. And you can do it. It's not brain surgery. As you stand up, just know that you are standing up. <laughs> it's that simple. Don't complicate it. <laughs> okay, so question now. Oh, the, the thing I say that please make this allowable. Yeah, kapia karohi, it means please make it allowable. You know, this is actually environmental teaching of the Buddha. Uh, the thing about uh, um, seeds, you know, we have a rule at monastics, not to destroy living beings. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it has a long history, but uh, so then for us, the rule is not to eat at any time and just get seed and munch on it and eat. It's a kind of uh, uh, our rule of not, no, no, not to uh, harm other living beings. So then for us, the Buddha gave us a rule. So whenever you eat that, please ask for permission. So I'm asking you permission. <laughs> so that means I don't just go here and there, just get seeds here and eat and eat. Then I will just be destroying uh, these things, uh, these living beings. That's why I say, Kapiya Karohi, please make this alive for me. And then you say, yeah. The, another question, for especially people who are taking the eight precepts, uh, those who join the club, eight precept club, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, okay, you have raised your hand anyway, I cannot refuse that. <laughs> are you eight precepts? Okay, go ahead, no problem. <laughs> in I have only one minute. But okay, go ahead. So in the method chanting and teaching, there's a line that says, may all beings um, have karma as their true property. Mm. And I wonder if you would explain that line. In one minute? <laughs> That's a deep teaching, actually. Just know that karma is a, a, a Pali word which means intentions, right? Any time uh, you do something. I told you last time, actually, that it came from uh, karma is, and this is a deed. From Hindu, everything, is like an action is, uh, is called deed, right? Any action you do, it, that word is pre-Buddhist. But when the Buddha came, he, led, he raised it a, uh, to a higher philosophical value uh, to mean the intention behind it. What's the intention before you ring the bell? Huh? There, there can be three intentions before I ring the bell. Uh, I might ring the bell to say, stop, don't talk. And I bang it like this, out of aversion. I might just ring it like this with uh, desire, right? Desire to stop maybe a meditation seat uh, because it can go on forever and today I have to go to, <laughs> today I have to, go to Cambridge to give a Dhamma talk. <laughs> so I have a desire, kind of a wish actually, what we call chanda, to stop the meditation session, all right? And sometimes I might ring a bell like this. <laughs> Ignore. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> 
I didn't intend to ring a bell. <laughs> you see? You see how the Buddha tracked the psychological underpinning with, that, with an action? Actually, action can be the same, but the ethical quality is different. If it's uh, out of aversion, then actually the results are more powerful. That's why even in the law, you have what you call premeditated murder and all these things. They have different punishment. So definitely, the Buddha was more, was more concerned, not only as a deed itself, but what motivated you to ring the bell. The Buddha was more concerned about that. And those people didn't have that. The, 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 the people who came up with that word karma, they didn't, they ignored the, the ethical quality. So now, I would like you to do like this. Uh, okay, uh, like this. <laughs> okay, good, and then put back. Okay, so the action of doing that is a karma, but actually that's from a Hindu point of view. But we want to look at the, what was the ethical quality. Why did you remove your shower like this? Was it hot? Was it aversion? Was it desire? Was it a confusion? Was it out of fear? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to meet this monk. You tie yourself. <laughs> so the motivation. Sometimes you tie things. You you go down to meet the monk for interviews. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's warm. There are different intentions behind what you're doing. So those intentions are yours, not mine. It's your property. Not that you lock it in a safe there. Don't ask me where you, you, is it locked? Is it, is it locked in the mind? Is it? In a, it's a potential. That that uh, karma has a potential. Uh, that action it has a potential to bring results. In Pali, what is called vipaka, which most people confuse. Result and intentions are different. You understand? In the karma is the evolution. The the, the result of that uh, intentions. We call it vipaka, that's the result of your karma. But people, when they talk, they make, they make it all convoluted and all make a very big mess about this. So know that every intention you make, it's your property. Not to, that you banked it in a bank there or in a safe, but actually it stays it stay there as a, a condition, and when it meets another condition, uh, it, it meets other condition, it gives results. It's like a seed when it, uh, it has a potential to germinate, but it cannot germinate here. It has to wait for soil and water and other things so that it can germinate. My friend, you asked me this question and I found out four minutes and passed. I knew, I knew what I was getting into. Anyway, <laughs> I cannot even ask questions from the eight precepts, but I'll do that next time. <laughs> I knew it's very involved. <laughs> and when I start talking about them, I just keep on going. Sorry about that. I hope I made sense out of this. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for your practice. Have a wonderful day.